Hello and welcome to the morning meeting. No Maddie today. He's out. He's sick. Uh, he's messed up. So just a solo show. So I'm doing it a little different. I'm in the office. It's early. I've been here for a while, actually, because yesterday I spent the day hanging out with my kids, giving my wife Katie a mall day. She went to the mall, had fun. I had fun taking the kids, taking James to class or gym or whatever. It's class. I think it's just recess. Hanging out with Claire. I don't get much one-on-one -on -one time with Claire, so I dropped James off at school. I got some one-on-one -on -one time with Claire. That was a delightful. Now it's back to work. Morning show. We're doing it a little different today. I'm sitting at my spot in the middle of the office. I set a camera up up there. Maybe Rob will go to it every now and then. I feel like I just blurred a lot of words together. It's going to be more like uh, Jimmy's Three Things, which is something I do for talking baseball, but not baseball theme. So I got stats and insights, uh, some topics of the, of the company that I can share with you guys. We got some ball and play review since that's going on right now, the Captain's League. Uh, well, my numbers are way out of order. Jam Gaiman's going on. Anyway, and then I thought I'd do like a things I've, um, I've watched, just like uh, what I've been consuming in the, in the uh, audio-visual space. That's how no one has ever said that before. And then maybe we'll do a song, and then I'll peruse the YouTube for questions uh, since I don't have them picked out. I'll just do it. So I'm screen recording my screen. I got a camera going. This SD card says it's got three minutes left of availability, so I'm going to take a quick pause, fix that, come back. Maybe I'll just stay on this camera up top while I fix this one, and then we'll resync it for Rob. So what do I need to do here? I need to find a new card. All right, I got a new card here. Anyway, this is my favorite time in the office. It's quiet. I get in the zone. I'm wondering if during the season I'm going to be able to go back to being able to work um, at night again, like after games. That used to be my best time working. I can't do it right now at all because I just tired. But if I wake up early, I got up at 3.30. It's not that crazy. I went to sleep at 8 uh, at night with James. So like I got a good amount of sleep. That's seven hours or whatever it is. Um, so like I feel good, and this is when I'm at my most fun. I have to delete stuff off this card, but I'm a little nervous about it because a lot of this is home videos of James and our Disney trip. So I don't want to delete those, so I'm going to have to find videos that aren't. That's the video of this that we're going to use. Okay, I can delete that one, that one. February 20th. All right, so the show's starting off weird. Maybe Rob skips this, maybe he doesn't. I'm gonna go into some stats, show you the top videos. Look at this, just me sitting down to record stuff. <laughs> no, it says error, error. I don't want it to say error, I want it to just work. What up? This one's got space left. Go for a spin. Okay, and here we are. Is everything else still rolling? Sorry, Rob, that stinks. Uh, 
I'll give you the other card for the start. Anyway, here we go. Stats and insights. Ready? That's the first thing I'm going to do. And then we're going to do talk about ball and play a little bit and the Jam Gaming channel that's going on. And then just kind of TV shows, movies I've watched recently, a song that I want to talk about that I like, and then questions at the end. If you don't like any of those chapters, you can skip them. Uh, here we go. Ready? You see my screen? Top videos from 2023. Now, this is only counting YouTube and Facebook. Just because those are 100% monetizable, like advertisers pay for YouTube views and Facebook views. With the breakdowns, because they are mostly viewed in completion on other platforms, we do count all the others and companies buy all the other views on there. But that's not the case for shows where you put like bits and pieces of them. 20-minute show the, the clip on Twitter isn't going to count, but we put the breakdowns out in full and people watch them on those platforms in full. So they count everywhere, but this is just counting YouTube and Facebook. So no TikTok, no Instagram, none of that. And the, uh, JT Romuto one from spring training, number one breakdown, 2023, 4.1 million. Then the college basketball, uh, women's basketball trash talking 3.1. Davey Martinez prints out photo of a bad call, a breakdown. That's number three. Cole wagging his finger, number four. Um, I would have thought that, uh, oh, you know what? The J-Ram one when him and uh, Tim Anderson brawled, that got age restricted. So that didn't have a chance. But yeah, there you go. There's the top 10. Now we also do top 10 video only. So it's not a podcast, just video and no breakdowns. And this is a Jolly Olive's Lincecum video. Let's get that to a million. Come on. I think he's been waiting on that. Uh, uh, but these are just 30 day views. So actually that may be, did that break a million? I think I remember like celebrating that. Tim Lincecum. Yeah, 1.2. Okay, hell yeah. But the 30-day views, also you sell on the views you get in the 30-day window because advertisers pay for, you know, a month. They're trying to promote something or running a discount. So, uh, but that's good. Then you got, we got ice. You got Blitzball Battle. We got ice. We got ice. Blitzball Battle. Um, we got ice. We got ice. We got ice. Jolly Alf. Those are our big winners. Non-break, no breakdown. Um, video only. They have like high peaks, those guys, when they go, which is really good. Um, really good for growth to have those high peaks. For sales, you want that consistent floor. Talked about that a lot. Um, so yeah, those are the top 10 videos, both sides. There's some other stuff here. Top 10 YouTube engagement rate. Ooh, someone's coming. Might get awkward and I just pack this up, go to another room. This was really cool, and it's kind of going to be hard for you guys to read. And if you're just listening on the podcast app, this is um, the breakdowns and like the social breakdowns I do, like the little clips where I'm uh, my head's at the bottom of the screen. I just wanted to see which ones were the biggest over the course of the year, so Diversa pulled these for me. And what was cool is we had 67 videos, 67 breakdowns with 1 million views in 2023. That's awesome. Um, pretty excited about this. Now this we're counting Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of that. And, uh, one of these is the football one. Colts trick themselves with their own trick play. And then football player goes after kid in the stands. Oh yeah. 
Runner obviously relays signs. So that's pretty cool. That was a lot of a lot. But if you look at this list, um, the shorts, this swimmer with no arms sets record. 24 and a half million views the combined. The 50 world record got obliterated by Juo Ying Chang in the Paris swimming game. How fucking nuts is that? I mean, he's got 11 million on the shorts channel. I think I have it. It's got 11 million on the shorts channel. Uh, these are old numbers now. They're a little behind. TikTok, he got 13.8 million. Crazy. And then this cricket one, this cricket one got... 15 million views and you just can't plan for that. I was watching Australia versus South Africa on a Saturday. Just, I had it on, I was watching it and I saw this fan do this in live time. Like no one suggested this. It was just, I saw it happen cause I was watching the match and I was like, Oh, that's funny. I'll make a quick video on it. I don't know why that one did so well, but it's gotten, it's got nine and a half million views on YouTube shorts, five million views on TikTok. It just went crazy. Um, those two blew my mind. And then we also had like the horse racing one did really good where the horses run around. So that's some insights into just like the end of the year break, the end of the year stats that I've been looking at. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, some more insights that I wanted to share because naturally I do this when I get in. I have this giant, I have this giant sheet. This looks like just a ton of numbers to you guys. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, all the warehouse tournaments and I track it by like manually because that's how my brain works. Like I need to physically take notes to actually like input it. And what I'm doing here is I'm tracking the 12 hour views, the one day views, the two day views, the three day views. That's really what I care about the most. The 30 day views are what we sell on. And those are the, the most fun and also like really good. I'm not knocking those, but I want people to want to watch these games quick. I want them to be like, I want to get on people's calendars. You know, they don't want to miss it. They want to watch it. They want to be in the live chat. That's the goal. This Captain Leagues is, is interesting because it's not a franchise series, so you don't have like baggage. We got ice, Forgotten Rotten. You don't have Rose and Sammy and all the pomp and circumstance and the pregame shows and the postgame shows. And we haven't had success with non-franchise, really. Like the one-inning roulette, I thought was some of our best content ever at the time. Actually, at the time, it was our best content on the Warehouse Games channel. But it flopped because the videos weren't long enough and the way we distributed it was, wasn't great. Now... We're doing okay with Captain's League ball and play. It's, it's matching floorball two and ball and play one. If you look at this page, I have just like the comparisons. So 12 hour views, you're looking at 24,000 people are watching views in 12 hours. And that's the same as the last tournament, which is floorball two and ball and play. The other thing is we know Blitzball is going to do way better. That's our 
that's our flagship. So we can't really compare it to Blitzball. We're doing five or six Blitzball tournaments over the course of the year because of that. But you don't want to stifle yourself and like you want to have other growth and more stuff and bigger ceiling. So like these other sports are important. So, so it's cool that Captain's League is matching. I wanted to take off a little bit. What I'm really interested in is the views on the second day and the third day because we're releasing them in a new way where it's four days in a row, no breathing room. And that's kind of because the schedule demands it. It's really hard to take 10, epi 10 episodes and divide it over three weeks, especially when you have clear days that you can't really upload on, like Fridays and Saturdays are bad for views. Sundays, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are the best. So that's what we're looking at. And like right now, and this isn't even finalized because the three, not all of them have done the three-day views, but you can see that the second-day views right now are are half what they were for the last tournament and lower than they were for ball and play. And that's because, you know, say you miss game two, well, you're going to watch game three. Not everyone's going to go back and watch game two. And that makes sense. So it's a little, it's like, shit, do we change this for the captain's league release later? I know the people that are enjoying it and are loving the everyday releases, but you know, you hear people say like, oh, I missed the first two. So now I just feel like I'm not caught up and you're like, shit, I'm not giving people enough time. So that's something I got to consider and we, we have to consider and think about. But ultimately, I'm, I'm happy that we're matching for a league that, you know, is, is less production, less cost to do the same as the leagues that have a lot of cost in production is really good. Uh, and if we can match, it'll be successful. And the last two playoff games are good, like... Uh, the 12-hour views bumped back up 24K for the last game of the season. And then yesterday, 26K in 12 hours. Actually, actually, that's probably on a little up. Let me see. Game seven. Yesterday's game was awesome, if you haven't seen it. So the 12-hour views are 26507. Yeah, cool. And the one day went up to 30 in game six. So we're like going back up as we're nearing the end, which is fun. I just put the gray ones mean like it's not official, just a placeholder. So there you go. I track that a lot. If you have any questions about that, leave them in the YouTube comments and I'll get to them. What's next? I'm gonna exit out these things. Jam Gaming Tournament's going. I want to run similar like data analysis on the Jam Gaming Tournament. I don't have it, but I should set up the sheet and I should ha ask someone else to input it all so I can go look at it and me and Maddie can look at it and see what's working in terms of length, engagement, release schedule, all that. But um, I lost the Heartbreaker. Spoiler. You know, I was going on a miracle run. It was awesome. I lost. Is this still rolling? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how my son says, yeah. All right, let's do some things I've watched. Some uh, consumption. I, the other night, I was working late because I had to get shit done Saturday. I was working real late. It was up to like 2 a.m. working. And I put my phone on its little stand to my side and I watched this documentary called American Nightmare, which 
I think it's only two episodes, actually three episodes, but they were short. I crushed it. I watched it in one sitting. Uh, crazy story about like this abduction that happened for this couple that was so bizarre and it matched the movie Gone Girl and Gone Girl had already come out that the cops just didn't straight up didn't believe them. So they never even investigated it. And as you're watching it, you're like, this is crazy. Like what's going on? I enjoyed it. Uh, true crime documentaries are kind of all the same in like style and flow, especially on Netflix. It's like a formula, but I, but it's a real story. So I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. So I enjoyed that one. Uh, I am watching a show on Netflix called Boy Swallows Universe because it's got the actor, the Austra I don't know if he's actually Australian, the one from Vikings. His name is, this isn't him. That is not him. Why does he get top billing? The dude from Vikings that played Ragnar. Ragnar. What the fuck? Not Simon Baker. Oh, Travis Fimmel. Yeah, he's in it. And I like him. Always plays like a twitchy dude. Crazy eyes. About this little kid um, who's like stepdad. Who's in, involved with dealing drugs. Little kid's too smart for his own good. Gets in the shit. Gets in the trouble. Kind of breaks my heart to watch little kids like, uh, he's like 11 years old, like get like, have bad things happen to them. I'm like in a weird part where I have little kids. So um, I don't watch shows where little kids are in harm or anything. I used to be able to like tolerate any like, like, you know, show or movie where like bad shit happens and you're just like, oh, it's just a movie. And now it's like, Oh, I think I want to pause on that until like until they get to an age where I think, okay, they grew up and they're good. I'll be an adult and watch this. But so the opening scene, I was like, it's like a flash forward. I was like, oh shit, I don't want to watch this kid like in pain. And then I enjoyed it. I haven't finished it. I enjoyed it. I'm enjoying it. But I haven't finished it. Because I don't watch it at night because it gets me too riled up before I go to sleep. Caitlin and I watched this movie, Next Goal Wins, and it was delightful. I think it has good ratings. It's, uh, you know, based on a true event, but not at all. They took the true event of the uh, American Samoa soccer team that lost like 36 to nothing and made a story out of it. It was a good documentary, so it's like half true. But it was funny. I thought it was actually really funny. This guy, I have no idea how you pronounce it, Taka Wahiti. I have no idea how to pronounce it. A lot of times in like Polynesian, you pronounce every vowel. But I enjoyed that. Anyone else watch this? You got like bad critical ratings, which is such bullshit. It's not supposed to get critical ratings. Stop doing that. Anyway, the main one I wanted to talk about, and I was like, I'll talk about it, is Masters of the Air. Since Band of Brothers is the best show ever, and I watch it all the time. And now uh, this one's out, which like is the trilogy from Spielberg and Tom Hanks. And this has been in the makings forever, Masters of the Air. Like, I think it was like 2008, 2007, when like, yeah, that's the third one they're gonna make, and then it never happened. And it's all about the uh, bomber pilots of World War II. So the first two episodes are out. Tough, because I like Band of Brothers so much, 
nothing can live up to it. So you're like very excited about this because it's the same universe, same world, World War II. And then you're like, but you know you're gonna be a little disappointed. And then the other thing is, I am not a fan of uh, this dude, Austin, whatever, Austin Butler. Austin Butler, because he's just acting. Like tough to watch him and not be like, oh, this is an actor acting. You can't really get lost in it. He's like, he's almost like um, a spoof of like a hot guy from the 40s acting. And the opening scene, it's like all my pain points of that. I was like, oh shit, this guy, I don't know. I don't think I can watch this. Uh, he whispers. I don't like whisper actors. Everything's kind of aligned, you know. Last two pilots, so if there's only two pilots left, it's going to be you and I. Don't count on it. It's like, oh, everything is like a punchy line. But then I liked it. And I liked it, I think, mostly because the visual effects of them flying and bombing and the way the crew works inside the plane, it's almost like I like it for like the, the, the somewhat knowledge of like, oh, shit, this happened? This is how like they fought in the air? Like they flew around with machine guns shooting at each other? And there was a dude lowered in a pit with a gun and it was like negative 50 degrees in that pit? Like, you know, one of the guys pisses himself and then he's got um, like freezer burn on his body. I didn't know. I didn't know about that. So I haven't loved like the characters yet the same as Band of Brothers or like the, yeah, the stories of the humans, but on the whole and and uh, just like the tackling the subject matter of these bomber planes, which are crazy to fly like a slower plane, big plane, big target, and they have to fly like tight formations and stuff. Like that's interesting. There's only been two episodes. And like these shows you I usually watch a ton. I've watched both episodes twice. So I am liking it more than I thought, except Austin Butler, because he's an actor who you can tell is acting. So anyone else watching this? Because I wanted to chat with people, but I don't know if anyone else is. Masters of the Air. Okay, moving on. We're tight ship. I'm going to talk about song. And if you don't like slow music where you talk about the lyrics and, and, and uh, how they make you feel or what you think about them, then you, you can skip this section. But, um, oh, I should also check if this has an ad because I know we have ads coming up. What's today's date? The 31st? Okay, no ad. So I've been talking about Jeffrey Martin forever. Uh, I talked about Jeffrey Martin on a, 20, a 2020 World Series live stream. Someone asked me my favorite albums and I said, Nebraska by Springsteen. And then I said a Phoebe Bridgers album, Strangers in the Alps, which I actually think I might like Punisher better than that now, her second album. And then I said, uh, One Go Around by Jeffrey Martin. And a couple days later, I got a DM from Jeffrey Martin saying like his manager was watching the stream because he's a Dodgers fan. And was like, no way, because he's not, you know, as popular as Phoebe Bridgers or Bruce Springsteen. And I, that was like one of the, so I was like, whoa. Uh, that was one of the DMs I got. That was like, oh shit. Like I listen to you all the time, dude. I love, love your music. And then his new album came out and he gave me an advanced copy, which I talked about. And I think it's only uh, polite of me 
to share the love. He gave me an advanced copy and I'm behind on this anyway. So I'm gonna play snippets of a song. Or I have a live version, maybe that helps. And then we'll pause it and talk about it a little bit. But yeah, it's uh, similar to Nebraska. The way he wrote this album, he's in his shed, which the video that I'm gonna play is in. And he was doing like a demos and you know thought it was gonna get bigger production. And then him and um, the studio were like, dude, let's just do this sound like this sounds awesome i love albums like that that's the same as nebraska with uh springsteen in his closet with the uh, with the uh tapes and then there's like no dude this is good it's intimate and nice so i like it because i like just like acoustic guitar and a voice i don't need like big raucous music it's fun but i just i really like storytelling and lyrics and uh and listening and then his voice is also like you could like tune out the lyrics and then I can fall asleep to it because he's got this big, booming, um, awesome voice. So anyway, here is the song that I want to share called I Didn't Know. Grew up in a brick house in 15th behind the bakery where my dad worked his bones into knock. My mom was a watcher. My mom was a listener. My mom was afraid to leave the house. And I used to walk the city, winter in Cincinnati, make you cry razors from the cold. And I hear mom and dad fighting, the busted oven and then they're laughing, and she's chasing him down the hallway with a towel. And I didn't know that they didn't know what they were doing. Mm. All right, so that's the first verse. So we got, uh, where is it? I had the lyrics up. Uh, I didn't know lyrics. Yeah. Uh, just paint a picture at the beginning, which I like. Like a lot of his first album, One Go Around, were less personal stories, but almost like Steinbeck of like storytelling, like the like these characters and these this like place, and you can really picture it. Um, I don't know if this is autobiographical, but he did say this album was a little more personal than ones in the past. But uh, I like this song because the chorus is, I didn't know that they didn't know what they were doing when he's talking about his parents, um, you know, describing them as mom scared to leave the house, uh, dad's a, 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 a baker working really hard and uh, cold in Cincinnati says that too. But he talks about hearing them fight, hearing them laugh, run around, kind of describing like young love or whatever and as uh, you grow up, I just love that realization. Like I remember talking to my sister, I used to tweet about it like, oh my God, adults are dumb. When you realize that, when you're, you know, becoming an adult and then you like have other adults and you're like, We're, not all adults are smart. As a kid, you think all adults are smart or, or not even dumb and smart, which is a rude way to say, you think they know what they're doing. And in this song is him saying like, I didn't know that my parents had no idea what they were doing, which I think as, as everyone gets married and, and has kids, they, they 
you think that you're like, oh shit, my parents did this when they were how old? Like, okay, I'm 34. When my parents were 34, my, they had three kids that were much older than my kids. Um, crazy. They had three kids when they were like 20. You're like, whoa, I didn't. And then you talk, you know, I, I asked my mom and talked to them and you're like, yeah, we didn't know. We were making it up. Like just trying. And it's like, oh, that realization is always funny to me. And then with kids, it's way different. And I, uh, I've talked to a lot of people about this, but I, I kind of have a positive spin versus other people I've talked about when they have kids. And then they realize like, compare it to their parents having kids. But the way I look at James and Claire, and I could just stare at them and Katie and I could just stare at them. And every night we're just like, oh my God, love them so much. They're so cute. And the like, um, the physical pain and constriction my body feels if I, if I, if, if, if an intrusive thought comes in and something bad happened to them, for me, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's how my dad and my mom felt about us. I had to. And you're like, whoa, it's just trippy. It's like, I know my parents love me, but you don't realize what like it was and then what it becomes. And like, um, you know, you know that saying they say, you never know the last time you're gonna like pick up your kids. That kills me right now because James is like the perfect age. He's so little and Claire's little, and, but James is like getting bigger and you're like, oh, that happened. Like, I'm like, dad, you wanna pick me up? I'm like, no, I'm an adult, you're an adult. And you're like, fuck. Um, that's been wild for me to think like, oh, I'm as loved as I love him. That's fucking crazy because it feels impossible. So anyway, that's not what this is about, but just like that whole thing of like this whole song is kind of thinking back on your parents and I didn't know, they didn't know what you were doing, but same thing as like, just like, just comparing your ages as you grow up to other people. The second verse is about a little something different, but same thing. I woke to the sound of sadness and tiptoed out my bedroom and saw my dad crying at the window by the phone. In the morning I had not forgotten and the whole house felt different. I hugged my dad and left for school older and alone. Mom said his sister was a drinker and they tried everything to help her. And sometimes the story's already been told. And I laid in bed wondering what was already written and who gets to decide where I go. So basically his aunt, his aunt died and he's remembering that and his parents sum it up for him and say, um, her story is already written and we tried to help her, but this was like her journey. And as a little kid, he's like, what the fuck? What's my, is my story already written? And I think it's, it's funny because as parents, you just try to like give non-harmful thoughts 
<laughs> and like, you know, you can hear that uh, parents saying that advice, like, you know, we tried to help her, but you know, this, it was unavoidable. Like it was already written, but as a kid, you never know how kids are going to take that thing. So then he's going and being like, what's my ending? It's already written. Like it's predetermined. And that's like messing him up a little bit. And now he's realizing I didn't know that they didn't know what they were doing. Like they just told me that, but maybe he harped on that for a while. Rob Delaney, a comedian, wrote a book, his book, and he talks about how, you know, sometimes you hear adults say things when you're a little, and for some reason they just stick with you and you just think about them. And in his book, he said, one of his teachers said like, hey, don't stand uh, under the edge of this roof because those shingles could come loose, they could slide down and hit you right in the neck. And he says, to this day as an adult, he will not stand in line with the roof because of that. But it's just like something someone told him once, maybe they just needed him to move for another reason and stuff. So I, that always trips me up too. Cause I'm like, yeah, there's things I heard when I was little that you hang on to. You're like, this must've been real. And now you realize people just say shit, but you don't know. And then as dad, you're like, oh man, I gotta be real careful. What can and can I say? Yeah. So anyway, that's Jeffrey Martin's song that I like. The whole album's really good. If you like his voice and stories like that, I'd go check it out. One Go Around, still one of my favorite albums. Sad Blue Eyes is one of my favorite songs. It's like, it's like um, a Steinbeck short story in, in the version of a song. I absolutely love it. And then Coal Fire is another good one. That's a really, really popular one from his second ever album. So... There we go. A little different show. I know. Maybe you guys missed just me and Maddie chatting and uh, answering questions. I will do some questions. I'm going to go to the back end of the morning channel and I can actually like filter all the comments by contains questions. And then... I'll answer some. Uh, five hours ago. Hey, Jimmy, how do you think the interview live with Boone went? I thought it felt way smoother than the Zoom calls. Any takeaways from that for regular season interviews? Jake seemed way more smooth with his delivery. Nice. Uh, I thought it was good. It's fun. You know, I mean, he came and did one in the studio last year. Last year, it was just like, team was bad. We were frustrated. He would, it was roster construction. And he didn't really have the answers. But no, I mean, the, the energy at the at the venue was awesome. We had a lot of people came on a Monday night. Um, everyone was like listening, like how quiet it got before we started the show and we're sat in our chairs was crazy. And Boone's awesome. He's really good. He's like, really, he doesn't care. He doesn't want us to tell him what questions we're going to ask. Doesn't want us to prep or shy away. He knows he can handle anything. Uh, he likes the debate and we announced that he's coming back next season. So we're doing bantering with Boone again, uh, which is cool. Just got, it's still like getting finished, but, you know, agreed upon in principle. So I thought it was good. Um, it's always easier in person. You just have natural understandings of who's going to talk, who's not going to talk. You look at each other. You make little, like, you know, jokes with tone is easier and pauses. So, you know, I mean, we can't make him come into the studio during the year, though. We can't even do that, be that on that type of, that schedule. Um, Cubs DJ, question for both Jimmy and Maddie. Well, Maddie's gone. What are your opinions 
I'm promoting videos. I put $50 towards my most recent long form video and doubled my subscriber count from 500 to 1,000 in two weeks. I'm just curious if you guys' opinions on those new subscribers aren't quality subscribers. Or is it as simple as more subscribers equal more views? More subscribers doesn't, doesn't always equal more views if they're, if they're, if they're not gonna subscribe. I'm interested in the subscribers you got by putting money towards it. I don't think we do that often. I think on Facebook, we've done it a couple times. So I'd look at the engagement rate of the video that you put money towards and see if they, if like that went up, if they stuck around, if the click-through rate went up, like what did that money actually get you? Um, or is whatever, like does YouTube promote videos? They have a pay? Like whoever you paid, what are they getting you? Are they just getting you subs vanity subscribers? Because that's a bad thing. You don't want that. Because um, then YouTube will think, oh, their subscribers don't even watch this. So I would, I would look into the analytics of like what that $50 got you more of. Did it get you, it got you more subscribers? You said that. Did it get you more views? Did it get you better engagement rate, better click-through rate? Like what did it actually do besides subscribers? But in the end, you know, 500 extra subscribers, pretty good. How did the decision go to not live stream the Boone event? It's way too much tech and too much room for failure. And um, we want our events to be for the people there. So they get early access, they're there. Like in the future, I'd do events and not even post it afterwards. So people want to come. Like if we do Blitzball event where we play live again, I'm not going to live stream it and I'm probably not going to post it afterwards because um, we want people to come and watch live. And it's too much work to not have that happen. So if we do an event, we need to know people, people are actually going to come be there live and then reward those people with some, you know, kind of exclusivity content. Um, for the captain's league at the end of, of the season, if two captains are tied in points, do they get both get relegated? How will it work out? It'll be like um, me and Jake are tied with points. Okay, but um, who, who has the most first place finishes? Oh, we both have zero. Okay, who has the most uh, second place finishes? Oh, Jake finished second once. I never finished second. Okay, Jake doesn't get relegated. So it'll be all the way down. Um, how does a viewer who subscribes to YouTube premium help creators channels is a noticeable increase in revenue compared to someone who's watching on a free YouTube subscription. I don't know how to, they compare, but basically if you are premium, like I have a YouTube premium, actually my YouTube premium, just my debit card got canceled. So my YouTube premium went away and I didn't have it for the last two days. And it absolutely, I was like, get me back to YouTube premium. I can't do it without it. So that's good money spent. I really value and use that. But anyway, it's like a percentage of your money, like your monthly um, percentage goes to like what you watch or something like that. Um, what happened last week's Weekly Dumb? Is it blocked in some countries? Yes, I'll talk about that later. What job did you do before YouTube? Anything interesting? I was a wedding videographer. Are you guys aware of the video freezing problem on Jane Baseball? Yes, very much aware. We're all trying to figure that out. We think that it's 
uh, Premiere, like they have to update our Adobe Premiere um, to fix it. Some people have updated it and now it's no longer freezing. But yes, obviously, yes, we're frustrated and trying to fix it. Maddie, if you were to pitch a Jimmy Blitz, what sequence would you just strike him out? Wow, okay, I'll have to ask him. Jimmy, do you have any changes you made in Blitzball recently? New batting stance, new pitch. Well, we filmed Blitzball Battle 4 in November, and it comes out next month, so you'll have to tune in to find out. But yeah, I switched up the pitching a little bit. Switched up my hitting a lot. Um, just went back to swinging. What's this one? Hey, Jimmy, in last night's ball and play game, you mentioned betting on warehouse games at DK may be coming in the future. Was that, was that just silly talk? That won't happen. I mean, the only way we could do it is when we do the live games. And then we'd need, because they have to be live. You can't have them pre-planned, pre-filmed. And then it would only be like a pool. Like there would be a pool and you guys would vote on like... Um, you know, you would choose like first strikeout, most home runs, and, and then the winner of that pool would get that allotment. Like DraftKings does those. That's what we would be able to do, but I don't even know if it's worth it or they're into it or we're into it. I'd rather just like run our own fantasy stuff and not have money involved. But if they are into it, I'd do that. I've pitched it a lot. Like we do a live home run derby with a DraftKings pool where people can like, you know, enter their picks into the pool and win the pot at the end. But I don't think they're into it. I miss JJR every single week. Will it ever be back? No, probably not. We got a lot go we got a lot going on. It's hard to find time to do anything. I have YouTube premium, so it doesn't affect me, but when watching a premiere in warehouse games, do people get ads? Would this put them behind the live chat? I don't know. Because I didn't want to risk that yesterday, so I instantly went and got YouTube premium again with my credit card. So I don't get ads. But I think so, like on the live streams when we do like watching baseball, there was ads and we can't control those. Well, because they're a premiere, maybe we can control them. But on the actual like live, we can't. I don't know. Love the episode of Talking Yanks, Yankees versus Dodgers. The commitment to the bit was amazing and the confused comments are great. Just wondering how that app came about. Did you have actual stat sheets that made it off the rip? So maybe this will be the last one I answer. Um, if you don't know, Jake and I did an hour-long improv where we did a series recap of a, uh, a series in the future, and the whole thing was improv. So BBD put, I'll show you, I'll probably have it, series stats. BBD in our series stat sheet. Oh, he deleted them already. Oh. Well, we have this. BBD filled out five guys' lines in games one, two, and three you know, like what they did, how many homers. And then he had Rodon pitching the first game and Rodon's line, and that's all he had. So then when I opened the show and I said, the Yankees take two out of three and they won on, you know, they salvage a series or whatever, Jake had to put that in his notes and then he had to pivot some of his burns. Like he pre-wrote lines, but not the actual results. And then I had to listen closely to his burns to find out what he added and said is happening. Like he said, like, DJ just came off the IL. Peraza had been playing. And then I added stuff. So it was all like every time one of us said something, we had to memorize and add it. You know, he said Soto 
the strike three call from the umpire was missed or whatever, ball, ball two, the two one pitch was missed. So then I made that an award. He said Volpe stole first, second, then third. I made that an award. Like we had to like remember what each other were saying and build on it. We had no, we only had like five stat lines that were like the base. So that was really fun. I can't believe we did it for an hour. In the middle of it, it felt like, yeah, this is real. Like this is real. And then I watched it back and it was funny. And it was funny to see uh, how many people were confused. And it feels bad, but if zero people are confused, it's not funny. Like, because people are like, this sucks. I don't like the, the very few that were like, this sucks. I don't get it. Like should have been 10 minutes long. That reaction is what makes it funny. At least for me, like that's the joke. So that sucks for them, but also I'm glad that they didn't get it. Um, How you doing? All right. Uh, how do you balance your baseball fandom and running a company that has a large focus on a sport? I don't know. I can't really remove my Yankee fandom at all. So I've tried. We got to talk to Boone now. We do episodes. Last year they sucked and it affected like everything. Um, oh, this is from the Rendon one. Here we go again. I think I replied to this one. I do it. He's saying that uh, he's mad at me. Response status. I respond. He's mad at me because I say the wild card series sucks, but it does suck. Oh, then he said, "Fair enough." The wild card series sucks. No one cares about watching, no one outside of like baseball fans care about watching a Tuesday day game between two wildcard teams. But guess what? When the Yankees and the Red Sox played a one game playoff or the Cubs and the whoever, or the Orioles and the Blue Jays played a one game do or die, get into the postseason or not wildcard game at night, everyone tuned in. I went to, like I was living with friends that did not follow baseball, but we had a watch party. I was the only one that watched it regularly, but it was an event. And we went to a house, I didn't like force them to, I got invited to it. Like, hey, we're gonna watch the playoff game, you wanna come? I'm like, yeah, no one's doing that for Tuesday day games. There's like no atmosphere. So you're not growing the game. You're just dividing views over 12 games or multiplying, whatever. It's, it's bad. They got to, they got to fix it. Um, they say they like it because the like, yeah, well that game does bad, but the whole series, you know, they had one game, they had, they had two games and now they have potentially one, two, 12. So the money there is like crazy different, even if the view is less. Cause you're just, yeah. So it's a math equation, but it's not good for casual fans or for like exciting drama. So I'm out on it. That's the morning show. No Maddie. Appreciate it. Different format. I got to get to breakdowns now. Should I leave? See ya.